Good evening. Welcome to the new episode of the Haunted Blog Old Time Radio Mystery Theater presents I Love a Mystery. What the Million Dollar Curse. Dad? What? Dollar. We're not going to talk about Sonic, but we can talk about Sonic later. <laughs> um, so, I'm Nick, and I'm joined by... Kirk. Ryan. And Sophie, who doesn't want to say her name, who's not feeling good. Um, we're going to listen to the episode, come back, and tell you how we feel about it. All right. The Mutual Broadcasting System presents I Love the Mystery. adventure thriller well, all I gotta say Sonny that was one bang up me oh righto thank you Doc and Reggie you bet you if you keep uh, putting up meals like this why you're liable to have us on your hands for a long time to come <laughs> how about that Mr. Marks yes the old negro lady out in the kitchen knows how to cook I've eaten many of her meals through the years. You have, haven't you, Leslie? Ever since I was a little girl. For almost 20 years. You were in the confidence of Sonny's father all that time, Marks? Both as his attorney and his friend. Hmm. I see. Oh, by the way, what's become of Arthur? Here I am, over here. Oh, well, why pick a dark corner? Come on over and join the conversation. What's there to talk about? Oh, come on, Arthur. Be a good sport. Oh, all right. Things like this bore the pants off me. You're an ungracious scamp, Arthur. So what? I asked Sonny to invite you especially tonight, Arthur. Why? Because I wanted to make your acquaintance. Well, I didn't want to make your acquaintance. Then why did you come? Because Phil told me to. Arthur, I don't think you're being the least bit nice. So I ain't being nice. No, you're not. What's getting the matter with you? You didn't used to be this way. Well, I am now, see? Yes, I do see. I don't think Phil, lying over there in the hospital, knows how you're changing. Stop riding me, will you? Arthur, you remember I offered you a job in my office right after your brother was hurt. What about it? The job's still open if you want it. Nothing doing. Don't you work at all? Sometimes. Doing what? Whatever's handy. I saw you the other evening with a girl. Yeah? I wonder if you realize the character, the reputation of that girl in this town. Yeah, <laughs> sure I know. Then I'm surprised you were seen on the street with her. Oh, for crying out loud, am I any better than she is? I can assure you, you won't be for long if you continue in that kind of company. Say, will you folks lay off of me? Who do you think you are, anyway? But, Arthur, we all feel responsible for you. Now that you haven't Phil to help you. I don't want any help. Just let me alone. Hey, fella, you know what you sound to me like? Yeah? You sound to me like young punk that needs a tar whaled out of. And I suppose you're the guy that can do it, huh? That's right, son. You ain't tough. You're just a kid that's trying to put on a front. Is that so? <gasps> I say. Doc, look out. He's got a gun. Arthur, what are you doing? So I ain't tough, huh? Well, well. 
A real he-gun toter, huh? And I'd just as soon drill you as look at you. <laughs> Arthur! Don't anybody move. I'm a-moving, son. I'm a-moving right up on top of you. Careful nothing. Careful nothing. Why, this little pasty-faced, poor-flushing cat meets afraid to shoot. Look here. Can't even look me in the eye. Keep back. Keep back away from me. Look here at him. Him a-pointing a gun right at me and giving ground. Keep away. I warn you, keep away. Just a minute, I'm going to have him backed into a corner where he can't back up no further. Then what you think's going to happen to him? Look out, Doc. No. No. No, huh? What you mean, no? Now you know what I'm going to do? I'll shoot. I'll shoot. Well, go ahead and shoot. Stand back. Keep out of the way. Get away from me. Pull a gun on me, will you? Yes. Here's a gun. Catch it, Reggie. Got it. Now, get to your feet. Up with you. Hadn't you better let him lie down? You gave him quite a jolt. What's a little joke to a tough guy? Come on, come on. What you wobbling for? Stand up. I'll get you for this. If it's the last thing I do, I'll get you for this. Okay, okay. Save the threats. Now, sit down in that chair. Let that be a lesson to you. I don't know what you mean. Well, then I'll tell you. Don't you never, never pull a gun on a man unless you aim to shoot him dead. I'll remember. Well, you better, son, because folks just don't mess around with shooting arms. Oh, Arthur, what made you do it? What made you? I don't know. You got me mad. But pulling a gun... Where'd you get that gun? I found it. Let me see it, Reggie. Mm, fine. It's an old thing. wonder it didn't blow up in his hands. Huh. That was a very brave thing you did, Mr. Long. Walking right up to the muzzle of a gun in the hands of an angry boy. Shucks, I knowed he wouldn't shoot. Tell by the way his eyes kept going from side to side. All he wanted to do was escape. Will everyone sit down, please? I, uh, I've got something to say. I want to get out of here. You stay right where you are till I've finished. Sonny, darling? Oh. Oh, yes? My dear, will you come here and sit by me? What's this? What do you mean? What impertinence leads you to call Sonny darling and your dear? It isn't impertinence if Sonny doesn't mind, is it? Sonny? And you don't mind, do you, sweetheart? No. No, of course not. Sonny, are you mad? But, Leslie, I'm in love. In, in love? Yes, that was one of the reasons for this party tonight, to announce our engagement. Hey, Sonny, you're going to marry this guy? Yes, I... But what about Phil? What about my brother Phil lying up there in the hospital? Sonny, you must be out of your head. Why, you haven't known this man more than 24 hours. That's not true. We've been seeing each other quietly for the past six months. But you can't do it. You can't do this to Phil. Your brother already knows, Arthur. He does? Yes. We were over at the hospital last night. What did he say? He said the Richard curse would do to me what it had done to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it will, too. What do you have to say to that, Marks? Yes. Yes, I think Arthur's right. You're challenging death when you announce your engagement to Sonny. Oh, no, please. No, please, Arthur. We decided the Richard curse was a lot of nonsense, so don't let their talk upset you. You decided it was nonsense after all the men who have died? That's what I said, nonsense. There's no curse. But there is something. Oh, there is something. Yes, we know that. We had a demonstration last night. What was that? Last night when I was taking Sonny over to the hospital... We were walking through the park when suddenly a bullet knocked my hat off. Someone shot at you. Are you surprised? No. No, I can't say that I am. I thought not. Uh, what happened? Well, Doc and Reggie searched the park. Tell them what you found, Reggie. Crime. 
We found the gun that fired the shot. Uh, where was it? We found it in the pocket of a man sitting on one of the benches in the park. You mean you caught the murderer? We don't know yet. He hasn't sobered up enough to talk sensibly. We've got him locked up in the basement downstairs until he comes to. Yes, but how do you know it's the gun? You couldn't tell the caliber by the size of the hole in your hat. That's true. But when we got the gun, the barrel was still warm. It smelled of burnt powder, and there was an empty shell in the chamber. You're going to turn this man over to the police. We'll talk to him first. He doesn't seem to me like a very good candidate. Yes, but the gun in his pocket just after it'd been fired. A man so drunk it takes him 12 to 14 hours to wake up would hardly be able to take a gun out of his pocket, let alone see where to fire it. Naturally. That's my point. It wasn't attempted murder. It was the Richard curse at work. That needs some explaining. Well, don't you see? The curse doesn't breed murder. It breeds accidental death. The drunken man accidentally fired the gun and you were accidentally in the path of the bullet. That's how the curse always works. You don't believe that, and you're stupid to try to make me think you do. Yeah, but it's happened so often before. Sonny's father and mother killed in the plane accident. Phil injured in an auto accident. The, the young man killed by robbers. I know all about them, and I still maintain that shot was fired with deliberate attempt to kill last night. May I see the man you have locked in the basement? No. You can at least be civil. No one sees or talks with him until we've had a chance at him. Sonny... Surely you're not in love with this man. Oh, oh, but I am. If you really are, then you should send him to the other end of the world. I don't know what you mean. Yes, you do. If you love him, then you can't want any harm to come to him. Oh, no, no. But you know harm will come to him if he stays close to you. Oh, oh. Marks, I think you've said enough. She knows it's true. She knows it just as well as Arthur and I. Arthur... Where's Arthur? He slipped out of the room. Doc's trailing him. Why? Why did he go like that? Let him alone. Doc will see he gets home all right. Gets home all right? Yes. I don't understand what you mean. Why shouldn't he get home all right? Sonny, I'm afraid this gathering tonight's been loaded with more dynamite than you realize. You mean Arthur is in danger? Everyone, with the exception of yourself, is in danger. Everyone who sat down at your dinner table tonight. You... you mean me too? You mean I'm in danger? You know, that's a funny thing about you, Marks. You've probably been more closely associated with Sonny here than anyone else. Yes, that's true. Then why have you escaped the curse when so many others have been its victim? Leslie. Perhaps you're immune to curses? Leslie, I never thought of that. Why have you escaped? I... I don't know. I've been expecting it to happen for a long time. You've been expecting to be struck down and you've continued the association. I'm a friend of the family. I'm Sonny's executor. I've got a job to do. You could have turned it over to the courts. I'm not exactly a coward. But, Leslie, you mustn't. You mustn't take any more chances. That's a very strange thing for you to say, Sonny. What? Ask me to give up a job put in my hands by your dead father when you're willing to let Jack Packard here, the man you love, stay by your side. The phone. I'll take that. Jack, I've got it there. Hello? Oh, Doc. What's that? I see. I see. All right. All right, we'll be ready. Okay. Jack. Jack, what is it? Arthur's just been hit by an automobile. What's that? You see, there's no end to it. There's no end to it until I'm dead.
The further transcribed adventures of Jack, Doc, and Reggie will come to you tomorrow at this same hour. I Love a Mystery, written and directed by Carlton E. Morse, comes to you Monday through Friday, featuring Russell Thorson as Jack, Jim Bowles as Doc Long, and Tony Randall as Reggie York. Frank McCarthy speaking. Mutual Broadcasting System presents I Love the Mystery. adventure thriller I just got a report on the boy Jack well a fractured left arm and an assortment of bumps and bruises not serious Sam no no not a bit of it the doctor is putting the arm in a cast and nature will take care of the rest boy that's going to relieve Sonny's mind is she up in the bedroom with him yes both Sonny and that attorney chap Marks Doc close the door will you huh Oh, oh sure bit of a conference Yes, well, we have the library to ourselves. And about time. We ain't had a minute to ourselves since we got on this business. Well, first, Doc, tell us what happened to the boy. Well, it ain't much to tell. You remember, we was all sitting in here gabbing after Arthur pulled a gun on me and I bopped him. Well, when he thought nobody was looking, he sneaked out. And you give me the nod to follow him. Yeah. Well, I did. He seemed awful skittish all the way down the street. Then suddenly an automobile come around the corner and threw its headlights right smack on me. And he saw me. Well, he jumped like he is shot in the pants with a box of tacks and started running across the street, and the car smacked him. Did the car stop? Yeah, a cop was standing on the corner, and he come over and said it that it wasn't the driver's fault. But, uh, well, the fellow was scared silly. He insisted on bringing Arthur back to the house. No chance of it being anything but an accident? Not a chance. Mm-hmm. What are you getting at? Well, in all these tragedies which have happened to people associated with Sonny, I'm trying to separate those which couldn't have been anything but accidents and those which might have been murder or attempted murder. Hey, you think murder's mixed up in this? I'll bet money there is. Well, what you know? Go on, talk some more. Well, as nearly as we can find out, the Richard curse began to work about a year ago with the death of Sonny's mother and father. Yes, but they were killed when Sonny crashed her airplane. Yes, that looks like they were killed accidentally. What you mean, looks like? Well, if someone had wanted them dead, what would be simpler than to tamper with the plane? Oh, but look here. Then that would indicate whoever did it wanted Sonny dead, too. I mean, she was flying the plane, and it's a miracle she wasn't killed, too. Well, why not? Then you think that plane crash was deliberate murder? I'm putting a question mark after that. Now, the next tragedy was Phil Terry's auto accident. Well, that looks like just plain accident to me. Yes, it does to me, too. His car might have been tampered with, and... I see how it could have been fixed to get out of control at a certain point in the road so it would go over a cliff. Mm, pretty far-fetched. Yes, so we'll have to put Phil's crash down as accident. And next comes Sonny's boyfriend, Roger. Yeah, shot to death by robbers. Right in front of his house. Mm, does that mean anything? I don't know. But we do know that it was murder, pure and simple. But in a way, it was an accident. 
I mean, maybe if he hadn't tried to fight him off, he wouldn't have got shot. On the other hand, why couldn't he have been deliberately murdered and then his money taken to make it look like a holdup? Yes, but who would do it? And what for? The same one who might have tampered with Sonny's plane. Motive? We don't know yet. Oh, Jack, you're beginning to make it look like there's a mighty smelly polecat hanging around in the background somewhere. Only theory, of course. Let me put murder down after the name of Roger. Well, who's next on the list? Well, next was the old gentleman, Franklin Skinner, friend of Sonny's father, who visited her from time to time. He fell down the front steps of this house and died of the injury. Accident. Or could he possibly have been pushed down those steps? I say. Well, you ask it. Can you answer it? No. No, a question mark goes down after his name. Kind. They're looking into all right. And now, Freddy, the fellow who shot himself to death in his own bathroom. Mm, suicide. I wonder. You wonder what? Well, it wouldn't be the first time that murder's been made to look like suicide. But if the police are satisfied, Jack... They don't know that they are. That's where you and Doc come in. Well, how do you mean? Tomorrow morning, Doc, I want you to go down to the police station and talk to every man on the force who had anything to do with the investigation of these cases. Right from the plane accident on down? Right straight through the whole series. Well, ain't the boys in blue gonna think I'm kind of nosy? Oh, not if you work it right. I've uh, still got my credentials given us when we did that job for the insurance company. Oh, I'm an insurance investigator. Why not? Well, it suits me. You, Reggie? Yes? Go out and talk to the employees at the airport where Sonny crashed. Right on. And find out from Sonny where Phil lived before he was hurt and get all the personal information you can from people he used to know. Well, that'll take time. Okay, if you get stuck, don't waste time. And uh, go and see Franklin Skinner's family. Find out what his relationship was to the Richards family. Quite. Now, while everyone's occupied upstairs with Arthur, let's go down to the basement and see how our drug's coming along. I say, the chappy who took a shot at you in the park last night. Well, at least the man who was left holding the gun that fired the shot. Yeah, let's go. Through the back of the house is quicker. Uh, out by way of the kitchen? No, there's a door off this hall down to the basement. Oh, here, I think this is it. Oh, no, this is only closed. Oh, wait a minute. Put on the light. Huh? Well, what for? There. Have a look at that. Jack. A sawed-off shotgun. A sawed-off shotgun? Keep your voice down. Come on, close the door and get out of here. But ain't we going to have a look at it? Not now. We might get caught. I don't want anyone to know we've seen it. Doc, uh, can you lock this door? Yeah, easy. Then work on it. Make it snappy. Yeah, just a second. But a sawed-off shotgun, Jack. No one uses those bloody things but gangsters. Interesting, isn't it? What's going on in this house, do you suppose? All right, come in, Doc. It's coming. Ah, There she is. What would you want it locked up for? I don't want that gun moved until I've had a chance to examine it. I'll come down later tonight and the house is clamped. Uh-huh. Well, this next door must be the basement. Yeah, this is her. Now, wait till I turn on the light. All right, pull the door to and come on. Not so much noise, Doc. Yeah. Here, this way. It's that door on the right. Mm-hmm. I left the key in the door. I get the light. Right out. Yeah. Well, this is what I call a lousy can. Oh, so you've come too, huh? Oh, what did I do to get thrilled in the jug? This isn't a jail. Uh, no? No. Oh, what is it then? The basement of a house. Well, what's the idea? Are you sober? Yeah, I guess I must be. I feel rotten. <laughs> You got our sympathy, fella. Yeah. You got a smoke? Yeah. Here you are. Yeah. Got a match? Yep. Hey. 
You got as fine a case of the shakes as I about ever saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need a drink. Yeah, that's too bad. What's your name? Fish Evans. Fish Evans, huh? How much do you remember what happened last night? Before or after? Before or after? Before I got stinko oh. or... Well, both. Where'd you take on the loan? Down at Ed's place. Saloon? Yeah, yeah. You're known down there? Sure. Everybody knows Fish Evans down at Ed's. Mm-hmm. And after you left Ed's? Well, I... I remember thinking some fresh air would do me good, so I went up to the park. What else do you remember? Was there anything else? I'm asking you. No. If there was, I don't remember it. How long have you been carrying a gun? What you talking about? I asked you how long you've been carrying a gun. I never had a gun in my life. That's funny. It don't make me laugh. I mean, we found a gun on you. That's a lie. No, we found it on you less than five minutes after someone took a shot at me in the park. Oh, say, I must still be drunk. And what's more, the barrel of the gun was still warm. It smelled of powder smoke and there was an empty shell in the chamber. Oh, so that's it. What do you mean? Trying to pin a rap on me, huh? No, we're telling you the truth. Are you dicks? No. Well, then who are you? I'm the guy that was shot at. Uh, I'm say, uh... Uh, wait a minute. Well? I'm, uh, I'm kind of beginning to remember something. Well, it's about time. Uh, seems like I was sitting on a bench in the park. Yes? Yeah. I was sitting on a bench and somebody come running up to me and stopped where I was sitting. What did he do? Hey, kind of stopped and poured me over for a minute and then he beat it off into the dark. Uh, I thought I dreamed it. Well, could he have put a gun in your pocket? Yeah, there wasn't nothing to stop him. Can you describe him? Well, uh, there was three of him. What's that? Three of them. Uh, maybe I didn't even have my eyes open. How do I know? Yeah, you're a great help. Looky, Jack, how about him making up all this just to get himself an alibi? Well, your guess is as good as mine. But you're sure someone came up and planted the gun on you? Mister... I ain't sure of nothing except my tongue's hanging out a foot. If we turn you loose, where do you intend to go? I tell it for Ed's place. We can find you there if we want you? That's right. All right, come on. I say, Jack, you're not going to send him loose. That's right. Come on. There's an outside door to the basement. Yes, I know. Don't ever get on the liquor, boys. It'll get you. Thanks for the tip. Here we are. Hey, hey, listen. Sounds like a fire somewhere. Must be a big one. Well, here you are, Evans. You're free. How about four bits for a taxi so I can get to Ed's quick? Oh, look here. <laughs> here you are. Oh, thanks. Look me up sometime, huh? You sure enough think that was smart, letting him go, Jack? I hope so. Give him a few seconds more, and then you go after him. Oh, I get it. Tail him and see what contacts he makes. That's it. If he was telling the truth, we'd soon know it. If he goes directly to Ed's place... Jack! Fella, that was gun shooting. Come on, quick! It had to be a gun. This way. This way. There. There on the sidewalk. Somebody's sure laying down. Right under the streetlight. There. Turn him over. Yeah. It's our man. It's Evans. Man, oh, man. What could have killed him like that? I'll tell you. A sawed-off shotgun. Up close. Sawed-off? 
Hey, Jack. You don't have to tell me. There's a sawed-off shotgun in Sonny Richard's house. of Jack, Doc, and Reggie will come to you at the same hour. I Love a Mystery, written and directed by Carlton E. Morse, comes to you Monday through Friday, featuring Russell Forson as Jack, Jim Bowles as Doc Long, and Tony Randall as Reggie York. Frank McCarthy speaking. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. Broadcasting System presents I Love the Mystery. adventure thriller. Over ahead of the others, Phil. So I see. Yes, I can understand why you might want to see me and your brother Arthur, but why Jack, Doc, and Reggie? Never mind why, Sonny, I just do. But you're not strong. Will you cut that kind of talk? I know I'm an invalid. You don't need to rub it in. I'm sorry. And and another thing, Phil, I... I don't think Arthur will be here. He'd better be here. But there's... There's something I haven't told you. I sent word for the kid to be here. Did you tell him? Oh, yes, of course, but he... Then he'll be here. You got them three fellas living at your house, I hear. You mean Jack, Doc, and Reggie? Who else? Well, yes, I told you they were staying at the house. It's kind of funny. They're moving in on you like that. Well, I'm glad you can talk about it sensibly, Phil. I'd have told you all about it the other night, only... Well, you got so angry with Jack. You're in love with him, sure enough. Yes, Phil, I am. You gonna marry him? I'm sorry, Phil. You are, huh? Yes. You don't care how you spill blood, do you? Oh, Phil, how could you... It's fact, ain't it? You're laying this pack of Romeo wide open for the curse. You're giving him the works. Phil, that's not fair. I've got a right to be happy. Yeah. And I got a right to be walking around on two sound, healthy legs. But I'm not. I'm laying here in bed. I'm going to be laying here from now on. And all because of the Richard curse. And all I hope for your Jack Packard is that he goes out quick. Wouldn't wish what I got on nobody. Phil, Phil. Forget it. 
They're coming. I don't hear them. I got ears. They're coming. Come in. Go ahead. I've got the wheelchair. Wheelchair? Hello, Sonny. Oh, how are you, Phil? What's this about a wheelchair? Arthur insisted on coming over, so we put him in a wheelchair. Arthur? There we are. Didn't bump you very much. Hello, Phil. Hey, hey, punk. What's the matter with you? Nothing but a busted arm. But you shouldn't have come. The doctor said... Nuts. Now, wait a minute. What's going on here? How'd you get a broken arm? I was going to tell you, Phil. I don't want you to tell me. I want to hear the kid's story. I tried to cross the street. Car come around the corner and smacked me. Is that all? Yeah. Arthur, son, why don't you tell him everything? That is everything. No, fella, that ain't everything by a whale of a lot. Well, then suppose you spill it. Sure. Last night, Sonny here uh, had that attorney fella, Marks, and Arthur to dinner with us three. After dinner, your little brother got nasty and pulled a gun on me. What's that? Sure. I had to smack him down and take it away from him. You blasted little fool. So what? What were you doing with a gun? Wheel him over here beside the bed. Phil. Answer me, kid. What were you doing with a gun? I found it. Oh, Phil. What were you doing with a gun? I found it. Oh, oh no, Phil. I wouldn't take that from nobody else, Phil. He ain't feeling so good, feller. I wouldn't hit him no more. You and I'll settle this between ourselves, punk. Yeah, well, well to, to go on with what I was saying, after our little fracas, Arthur here slipped out of the house and I tailed him. He caught sight of me down the block and the tried to dodge across the street. And that's when he got smacked. Why'd you follow him? Well, see, he got home safe. <laughs> Didn't do a very good job of it. If uh, if you're through with Arthur, I'd like to ask a question. All right, Packard. You asked for us all to gather in your room here. Why? I hear a man was shot out in front of Sonny's house last night. You heard... Sure. Right across the park from the hospital. How could I help hearing? Everybody was talking about it over here. It interests you? Sure. Why? It sounds like the Richard Curse got another victim. No, no, that's not true. And being a victim of the curse myself, I got a fellow feeling for the other victims. I see. Who was he? He said his name was Fish Evans. Ever hear of him? No. He was a bum. But more important, he was found out in the park with the gun that almost shot my head off the night before last. Well, that's interesting. Yes, we thought so. He was drunk, so we held him until he sobered up, got his story, and turned him loose. He only got as far as the sidewalk when somebody got him with a sawed-off shotgun. Hold up, huh? Hold up, men. Don't use sawed-off shotguns. And uh, speaking of shotguns, less than half an hour before Evans was killed, we found a sawed-off shotgun in the hall closet over at Sonny's house. Thank you what? That's right. And after the shooting, we went looking for the gun, and it was gone. What are you getting at? Well, Arthur here brought one gun into the house that we know of. We're wondering if maybe he didn't bring the shotgun in, too. Hey, what you trying to do, tie a murder on me? Is that what you're trying to do, Packard? Tie a murder on a kid? No, I'm just asking. Arthur. Well? Did you have that shotgun? Would you believe me if I said I didn't? You say you didn't, and that's good enough for me. You know I didn't. If you say so. I say so. Well, even if he did... He couldn't have killed that, that Evans man because he was upstairs in bed with a broken arm. But he was up there alone. The doctor had gone and you and Marks had come downstairs. Leslie Marks was there? Yes. What about his alibi? He says he was in the library. Alone? Mm-hmm. Where were you, Sonny? In the kitchen. 
fixing some medicine the doctor had given me for Arthur. That Leslie Marks is too smart for his own good. We've thought about that. You're mad to think Leslie would do a thing like that? What about these three mugs, Phil? Arthur, is that nice? Yeah, what about you three? You were the last to see Evans alive. You admit you had access to a shotgun. You'll just have to take our word for it that we didn't kill Evans. How about the police? Are they willing to take your word for it? Well, they heard our story. If I was the police, I'd think this whole setup looked mighty funny. They didn't indicate they thought it was funny. They give you a clean slate? No. No, we're under suspicion like everyone else. But they haven't any evidence to give them reason to lock us up. They might get it yet. They might. If there was any to get. Please, Phil, you're looking awfully tired. You better go to sleep and let us go back across the park to my house. What's the hurry? Well, you're tired, and and Arthur shouldn't be up with that broken arm. I'm doing all right. I'm not through yet. But I say, old chap, you do look a bit ill. Keep your sympathy to yourself. Well, look here, I didn't mean... I anything. know what you mean. Drop it. Quiet. Packard. Yep. Sonny tells me you're announcing your engagement. That's right. You're a pretty brave man. I don't think so. I was engaged to Sonny. Look at me. I think it's pretty rotten of you to keep throwing that up in Sonny's face, no matter what condition you're Please, in. Please, Jack. And I've got just this to say before we drop the subject. In the first place, I don't believe in curses. Second, Sonny's worth any trouble she might bring along with her. All I want is Sonny. I'll take my chances on the rest. I get it. Then let's drop it. But first, I... I want to apologize. Hmm? What about what I said the other night. I don't recall. I said, if the Richard curse doesn't get you, that I would. That? Yeah, you were excited, upset. Yeah, yeah, I was upset. It was a fool thing to say. Why should I lie here worrying about how to get even with you when the curse will take care of all that? Yeah, <laughs> and it will, too. You keep <laughs> out of this, punk. Just like it got you, Phil. I told you to shut up. Sure. Just as soon as that arm's well, you're coming over here and take what's coming to you for packing a gun, you understand? I'm not a kid anymore. I say you are. If I ever hear of you with a rod again, I'll call in a couple of cops and let them sweat you from now on. Now then, take him out of here. I've had all I can... This is the room. Come on, boys. Hey, what is this, an invasion? What do you three policemen want? Well, take it easy, Mr. Terry. We won't be bothering you for long. This is a private room. Sure. Me and my two boys here... Got a job to do. What sort of a job? Orders from headquarters to pick up these three men. Oh, look here. Which one of you is Jack Packard? Oh, I am. Doc Long? That's me, fella. And, uh, Reggie York. Right. They want you down at headquarters. Now, what do you suppose they want us down there for? The Fish Evans murder. That's nonsense. We've been with the police most of the day telling our story. It seems like they don't like your story down at headquarters. Well, it sure took them a long time to make up their minds. Phantom, Sweeney. We're not carrying any weapons. Don't tell us. Let us find out for ourselves. <laughs> I say, a Bobby with a sense of humor. What'd you call me? Oh, take it easy. Bobby's Johnny Bull for cop. But you're going to lock them up? None of them's healed, Sarge. Is that what you're going to do? Lock them up? Not for long, Sonny. Don't worry. That's what you think. All right, come along with you. Oh, Jack, I don't think we got no reason to go down to no police station. We can give you a reason if you want it that way. Forget it, Doc. You mean we're just going to march along? Yes. I ain't hit a policeman, and I don't know how long. Look, you feel something hard and cold in your back? Yeah. It's a cannon, and it shoots. Well, don't jab so hard. I'm ticklish. Take him out, boys. Just a minute, Sergeant. 
Yes, Mr. Terry. I want to say something to Packard. Hmm? Say it. Packard, you recall what I said about relaxing and letting the Richard curse take care of you? I do. Well, I'm beginning to relax. If you've got anything to say to me, say it. I am saying it. It'd be rather funny if the Richard Kirsch should take you three boys to the gas chamber up in San Quentin, wouldn't it? Phil, Phil, you don't mean that. Destroying three of you at one blow. That'll be some kind of record, even for the Richard Kirsch. transcribed adventures of Jack, Doc, and Reggie will come to you tomorrow at this same hour. I Love a Mystery, written and directed by Carlton E. Morse, comes to you Monday through Friday, featuring Russell Thorson as Jack, Jim Bowles as Doc Long, and Tony Randall as Reggie York. Frank McCarthy speaking. Okay, guys. Um, I got confused because... I forgot that number six was missing. And I was like, wait a minute, how did they get here? I did too, but I thought they were going to give us the backstory like they sometimes do. Uh You know, when they jump ahead. That makes so much more sense now. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, uh, trying to think of... they, They talk to the bum and for a whole episode... <laughs> a whole episode. Well, they found the sawed-off shotgun too, right? And so that comes that. into play later. And they get abducted by some cops who aren't cops. <laughs> and then those guys get see what that episode that's missing is really important. <laughs> Yeah, it's it helps like put some re- pieces together. It's like really important. Because you're like, how did they get away from this? How did they get here? Okay, why are they in a basement? You know, stuff like this. Yeah. But... Okay, all I guys, took I'm... away was... Um, all I took away was that... Uh, well, oh, shoot, I can't think of it. Is it Tex or something? Doc? Doc, yeah. He can't figure out how to lock a door because he's supposed to lock that door... Or sawed off shotgun up so you could go back and look at it later and it was used like a minute later right (laughs) yeah you have a problem with doors (laughs) um so we're gonna cut this one brief because my daughter's not feeling good and i need to run upstairs and take care of her so it's been nick kirk ryan and we'll talk to you guys later all right see you later guys bye guys Bye.